Welcome to the Colts Reunion Podcast, a conversation with former Colts players. A look back at their career, what they're up to now, and how the Colts played a positive role in their lives. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to the Colts official podcast. This is the alumni series. These are always special. We do that with the famed alumni of the Indianapolis Colts, also a Ring of Honor member, Bill Brooks. I am Jeffrey Gorman, and let's get right to it because this next guest we've had, we've been waiting a minute to talk to this man because he played the game differently than most. And if you don't believe me, check out the highlights, and he will be the newest member of the Colts Ring of Honor, old number 98. We love seeing that number and seeing what you did to create havoc on the football field. Welcome, Robert Mathis. Hey, thanks for having me, man. Uh, been a long time. Enjoyed my time as a player, so uh, it only feels right. Absolutely. When when you got word you were going up in the Ring of Honor, and Robert, you played a lot of games in that stadium. You would look up there before you do your thing on the field. What does that mean to you, the first thing that you heard to say, hey, I'm going to be immortalized up there with the greats? Oh, very humble, man. Just it's, And still uh, surreal. Just like you have these – you got guys like Bill Brooks, Peyton Manning, Jeff Saturday, the White, all these 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 guys, these legendary coach guys, and uh, and they said you're next, and uh, <laughs> like thank you, I'll take it, and but I'm still <laughs> humble, all all the same. All the same. That's what we love about you, man, because uh, a very, uh, you know, quiet. I remember your first year here, very quiet and stuff, but getting, making things happen and became a leader of this football team. Uh, but the passion that you have for playing the position of getting after the quarterback, Robert, that's something that not many have. Have you been able to share your experience uh, with other players that have the ability that you did? And is that a tough thing to do because you're trying to teach some of these guys your tricks and they just can't pull them off? Well, uh, rest assured, anybody that'll listen, I'm, I'm going to talk about hating quarterbacks, so that, <laughs> that wasn't a problem. <laughs> uh, but the thing is, uh, it, it you have it's, it's that want to. It's a, there are a few guys that really just want to get after the court. Well, a lot of people say they want to do it, but very few are willing to do what it takes to to actually get it done. And once you come across those guys, you kind of uh, just kind of stick them close to to the vest and just just kind of pour into them and mold them. Robert, you talked about going against quarterbacks that you didn't like quarterbacks. Was there any particular quarterback that you really, really enjoyed hitting when you played against them? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And uh, he came in the league, well, I'm going to say three years before me, and he's still playing. Oh, boy. <laughs> I know I, who that is. I think I know who that is. And you yeah. might see him in a, in a couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it, just always, it was always tough, just a tough match. Uh, going against him uh, and the old Patriot rivalries, so it was just when you're able, able to get to him, it just there's a lot of a lot of work went into that. So the, you know, Dwight and myself, and, and along with a lot of other other guys that we played with, man, it was just just things that you remember for for a long time. Right now, you talk about it was tough going against that quarterback. Now, what about a defensive line, an offensive lineman? Who was the toughest offensive lineman you had to go against throughout your career? Oh, I say the toughest is Walter Jones. Even though I had just met a couple couple of rushes against him, but he was like he's that guy. But uh, it was a lot of battles with the, the old Tennessee Titans offensive tackles, uh, Roos and uh, Big Country. So those were the guys that kind of gave me a lot of uh, us a lot of problems. Dwight, the Dwight, and myself, but well, not Dwight. He kind of whooped Roos a little bit. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but the, the, uh. 
off the top of my head, those two uh, as a as a duo gave us some battles. Absolutely. That's Robert Mathis, uh, soon to be in the Ring of Honor. That's right, during uh, halftime of the Tampa Bay Bucks game coming up here soon. He will be immortalized in that. Robert, the way you played the game was uh, choreographed, it was acrobatic, it was symphonic. Uh, it was moves that you didn't have coming out of college that you you became an expert at. And I know Dwight Freeney had a lot to do with that, but where did the way that you played the game and would rush the passer who gave you the most info? Who gave you the most learning tools to say, hey, I can do it, and I can do it at a big disadvantage at this level? Well, I would say John Tierling had a whole lot to do with that because he gave Dwight and myself the freedom to just to, to, to be creative in our rushes. And so you, most most, rushes, most of those rushes don't work, but a few of them work. And then he let us practice those moves in, in, uh, in uh, football practice and uh, – Lo and behold, it just kind of tailored our game to whatever our, our, our skill level was. So, you know, Dwight is going to give you that spin, that, that inside spin. <laughs> so I like to kind of vary it because I was, you know, quote-unquote undersized. So I was I wanted to try to throw a, a mirage of things at, at offensive tackles. So, man, my thing is if you have them thinking, most times they're going to lose that. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. And if you – also, uh, this is a huge part of it. If you look at the tape on you – the, the way that you rushed would be sometimes it looked like your shoulder pads were 12 inches off the ground, but you were coming full force. You understand what I'm talking about? You'd go underneath blocks like that. And I know you did that in college, honed it up a little bit, but when did you learn? What year did you learn that saying, man, I am coming out and being a tornado to these quarterbacks and the stuff that I – when did you feel like you belonged in the NFL? Yeah, when I was in college, uh, a lot of those offensive tackles were close to my height. <laughs> so I gotcha. really, really couldn't get underneath them. But when you get to the NFL, these guys are 6'5 or better. And uh, me being six feet, I said, okay, this is a game of leverage. So I'm I'm going to try to get underneath them and try to squat them off and, and uh, kind of like slingshot myself around to the quarterback. And lo and behold, I discovered offensive linemen, they don't like to play uh, below their belly. <laughs> so I just kind of use that. <laughs> and so just try to run around them. And then once they adjust to that, then I start doing uh, the patented Freeney spin. And uh, after that, you, you, you bull rush them because they're not ready for it. Because And then that's how you make them think. And we always like, I always like to say it's chess, not checkers. <laughs> right, it's kind of play action, like on an offensive side. It really is like, hey, I'm going to set these guys up for a bull rush, but I'm going to spin, move, and go underneath them. Uh, I-, I love the way because, like I said, with John Tierlink, that was a symphony that you guys had. He he let you run, he let you and Dwight, you know, do your thing. But boy, oh boy, the choreographed moves that you would have—that was an art. That was an absolute art. And you, my friend, are the artiste when it comes to the strip sack. Yeah, when it comes to. Uh... And I, I can't speak enough about John Tierling because uh, we have a, a motto that we have in my training uh, company. It's called Skill Not Scheme. And that really, I credit him with that because he, he told us, look, I'm the coach. You guys are the players. I'm going to coach around your talents. That is the job of a coach, of a, of a good coach, that is. So whatever, that, where, whatever it is that you guys do, I'm going to coach around it. So go do what you do. And um, – and I and, and with the strip sacks, I, I grew up watching Derek Thomas. Mm-hmm. I was watching him on the, the old football uh, NFL rocks type type videos, and he always came with that. He called it a tomahawk chop on the quarterback. 
And I I was doing that in high school, college, and then got to the pros. And John Tilly, he he never altered my game. I said, okay, we're gonna keep it going. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna chop the chop the ball out of these quarterbacks' hands. <laughs> Well, that's great. Now you talk about the impact Terlink had on your career in the NFL, but there's another player you played with, Dwight Freeney. What did he mean to you playing with him, and what was the biggest thing you learned from Dwight Freeney as you played with him? Well, when I came in 2003, he was probably literally the only guy, pass rusher wise, that I could look in look eye to eye. <laughs> the rest <laughs> of the guys was man, like almost like seven feet, and those prototypical, you know, big guys are so. And to see him, like, although we're, we were similar as far as, like, speed, explosion, we were different. Dwight, Dwight had, had a whole lot of power. <laughs> and um, he used that for his game and to, to set up the inside spin. And mine was uh, to rush the edge to set up the inside spin. So it, he, the way he approached the game and him, him being such a student of the game, I learned that from him. He, would do, he watched film break down, tendencies, uh formation recognition uh and it was all just to you know to get to that sack so whatever it is that that's going to tell me this is a pass hey i'm gonna i'm gonna study this all week and uh i can say i got that from him well that that's great you know i we talk about dwight freeney and you uh as far as the, the best duo to me in the national football league to cause havoc uh in the backfield there how special was it to have Dwight on one side and you're on the other side of the defensive line, knowing that you guys were going to meet at the quarterback, hopefully get a sack, get a strip sack, and just play throughout the game and really cause havoc for offenses? It was special, but it was not special because he stole a lot of my <laughs> 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 Tell it like it is. Tell it like it is, Robert. <laughs> no, it just uh... – uh, first coming into the league, he 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 got a lot of double teams. Like my first three years, a lot of double teams and things like that. And that's when I saw the importance of, okay, I have to get to the quarterback to take these blockers off him, some of the tension off him, and um, uh, and you you're getting these one on ones, and so you want to earn your seat at the table. And the way to do that is to, to go beat somebody <laughs> and get to the quarterback. So once that train got rolling. Now he 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 gets one on ones, and you know he's going to win those. And then now you now you come with the, the I call it the AFC South Punt Pro with Tennessee, Jacksonville, and then Houston. It's just seven versus four, and uh, I think that type of protection. <laughs> first time I saw it, it was it was versus us. So, but now you you got to have two edge rushers, and um, to know to know I know Dwight is going to get home if he has a, a one-on-one. So I'm just going to wait for the ball to come out. I'm going to scoop it, try to score it. But uh, for the most part, him being over there is was like a safety blanket. Well, that's great. Now, you know, you two, you said you, you two helped each other out out there by playing, but did you guys ever have any friendly competition as oh. far as – Who's going to get to the quarterback first? How many quarterback sacks are you going to get? Or yeah. how many? Yeah, bring it, Robert. How, Let's many, share. how many strip sacks are you going to have or whatever? Is there, was there any friendly competition with you guys uh, throughout the year? No, although we, we were each other's biggest cheerleaders, it was it was unspoken. If he got a sack early in the game, guess what? I'm going to light my hair on fire. <laughs> sure. I, I need to get back there. But no, it was never never in any jealousy. It was just, hey, okay, he he's hot now, so – 
keep going because now you about to get some uh, extra blockers over there on you. So once that happens, I'm going to get going and vice versa. So it was something we just always fed off each other. And, um, uh, and as time like as time progressed, we we start we start synchronizing our rushes. So if he go low, I go high. Yeah. If he go high, I go low. Stuff like that. Wonderful. Like I said, it's like a symphony watching you two work. Robert Mathis going into the Colts Ring of Honor at halftime of the upcoming Tampa Bay Bucks Colts game at Lucas Oil Stadium. Here, I, I've I've known you a lot of years. I've known you since your rookie year uh, coming in here. One thing I did, Bill, I'll tell you, is I cut him a wide berth, meaning I didn't mess with Robert Mathis. Okay, <laughs> he had a look in his eye even at Wednesday practice, Thursday practice. You just let him do his thing. You know what I'm saying? And that competitive fire, Robert. That stuff that. that that not many people have seen out of you like we have on Sundays especially. How did you feel that after 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 you leaving the game, knowing what it takes to get your body and your mind ready for a battle and a war on Sundays, and then all of a sudden it stopped? How do you feel that fire? Well, I mean, different strokes for different folks, but I know as for me, I had to do something football-related, and and it became like therapy because you, you just can't just stop. Mm-hmm. Playing football, I've, you've been doing it. You know, most guys, high school, and you know, pro, like little leagues. Just you, you, your body's been on a schedule sure. all the way up until this point. And then it was just like, oh, okay, what do I do now? I don't miss the the bumps and bruises and the injuries <laughs> and just having to pull yourself together weekly. I do miss like the locker room, the the dynamic of that. You know, just camaraderie and things like that. So that was the probably the biggest hurdle. And just being able to teach my uh, my younger guys, younger NFL guys, college, high school, and uh, great just grade school student athletes, and pour into them and just give them the do's and don'ts, uh, all the positives that I did. I max- maximized that in uh, relation to telling them all the, 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 the negatives. I try to minimize it by, look, this is what I did wrong. Don't do this. Don't be like Robert here. Right. Type <laughs> of deal. So – Whenever I get a lot of satisfaction from that, so I'm in a good place, a great place actually, and uh, I couldn't be more blessed and uh, and just thankful for for opportunity. But I bet there are those times when you're watching a Sunday or Monday night game where you see something happen and want to throw something at the TV. Say, "Come on, man!" Oh, absolutely, yeah. oh, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> uh, it's been a couple of times I don't kicked over my. Uh, <laughs> uh, just want to flip a couch or two or throw a book at the, at the TV. But uh, but that's just I we can't watch football as fans. Exactly, <laughs> uh, that's you're just the right. Line. I'm, I'm I'm dissecting. <laughs> I'm not even looking at the DBs or receivers. I'm looking at the the pass rushers. Yep, always. And like the first the first three seconds, I'm I'm watching that. Then whenever he throw the ball, then that's when I become a fan. But oh, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm looking at it. I'm I'm critiquing, criticizing, fussing, and 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 and, and cussing. <laughs> That's what they should have for Robert Mathis. Just have him on a speed dial for all for all these defensive coordinators and saying, "Hey, what, how should I? You know, give me a call right now during this game and what we should do." That's what I think you're great at is uh, is improvising and getting to the quarterback. Robert Mathis going into the Colts Ring of Honor at the halftime of the Tampa Bay Bucks game. Your relationship with Peyton Manning, your relationship with Tony Dungy. Can you expand expand on that a little bit because you guys helped each other out so much. You and the head coach, the way that you played defensively, the way that he steered the ship and of course the sheriff what he did offensively with your prowess on defense what's your relationship like with those two well with uh bill polian and tony dungy they had a blueprint get peyton man in the ball he will get a lead get the lead the white and robert you keep the lead 
period. <laughs> That's what it was. And um, me watching Peyton, he just how he approached the game from the mental aspect that made that 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 probably was the biggest thing that I learned. And I'm coming in as a rookie watching him. He was five years in, but he would fill up a whole notebook in like two in a two weeks time. And I like sheesh. All this you know, <laughs> goes into I mean, but you can see how proficient and efficient that that, that he is with it and uh just surgical. I'm like, okay, well let me incorporate a little bit more note taking in my game of uh, film study and just and that's how I learned that this is this is the, this is your job, your career. So treat it as such, you know. Just be a businessman about it. He he taught me how to be a businessman about my football career, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm, I'm I'm indebted to him. Uh, Coach Dungey, it was he kept it simple, and he 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 treat treat men like men, and and it was uh if you didn't get the job done, he's gonna tell you what it is <laughs> in his calm voice mm-hmm. and say you're killing us if you if you're really killing us. And just kept it, just kept it all the way real and just straight up and down. So dude, these are things that you appreciate as men. Uh, tell me what you expect, and if I can't get it done, that's on me. And so these are, I mean, just the, all the people that have I've came across th- during my time with the coach, man. Uh, they, these are things I will always remember. You know, Dwight, you talked about Peyton Manning, you talked about Tony Dungy, and how good they were. Do you ever look back on your time there and think how good you guys really were? Because there are not many players that can be able to play in a in this with the Colts and go through that much success during that time period. Do you just look back and say, "Wow, we had a special time back then"? And do you ever think about that? Yeah, quite honestly, it it wasn't until I retired I just sat back, you know, just kind of looking at old clips and uh. And just like, man, we had we had we had a squad for like a decade. <laughs> yep. A yes. squad squad. And um uh, we unfortunate, I mean we're blessed we got a Super Bowl lot to deal, but it's like you you just gotta ah, they, damn it. That's like we 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 left like two yep. two or three rings on the table. And uh but that's how we always look at it. But we had a special I mean from 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 one to fifty-three. The fifth, you know, every man on that on that on those teams, man, had had a purpose, and they had they rose in their lanes, and everybody filled them to perfection, and uh, it was just just this that whole locker room, the dynamic. Just uh, you got the Jeff Saturdays, who's he was a, a very much an unsung hero. Mm-hmm. He was he was he was the the leader. Yes, <laughs> he was the leader. Let's, let's let's make no mistake about it. Uh. I mean, you have the Gary Brackets who who doesn't get the credit he deserves. Of course, you got Reggie Marv that that teach you how to be how look practice. Mm-hmm. You get Marvin said this quote, man. They pay me to practice. The games are for free, and that's <laughs> like, and I learned that from Reggie. <laughs> and so, man, it's just this stuff, the, the teaching moments that you really don't, you're not even ready for that that sticks with you for a lifetime. That that just lets you know the type of team that we had. 
Well, the fans certainly love you, Robert, and, and the, the work that you did here, the Ursay family, uh, Bill Polian, like you said, Tony Dungy all the way down, all through the different coaching changes and stuff, the fans were, you were always a fan favorite because they know what you brought to the table. So before you go on that podium, halftime of the Tampa Bay Bucks, sitting next to the owner and listening to over 60,000 people roar for your induction into the Ring of Honor, is there anything that you want to say to the fans out there that followed your career and cheered you on every Sunday? I am Indy. Indy is me. I'm ten toes down. That's it. For my town, Indianapolis. (laughs) (laughs) I love it, Robert. I love it. One of the most favorite Colts players to ever play, and obviously in Indianapolis, you'll go down in history. Real quick before we let you go, I know you're keeping an eye on this football team at 5-5 midway through the season. I'd like you to strictly uh, talk about them defensively, the defensive line, and, of course, the, uh, the, uh, the rush play of the current Colts roster. What do you think is going on with these guys, uh, and who do they got? What do you like about Quiddy Pay? I got a lot of questions here, Robert. Hey, uh, shoot them. <laughs> <laughs> you shot like ten questions. I, you got to, we got to streamline this. Thing. I'm gonna, I'm gonna slow it down. Okay, let's start with, <laughs> let's start with Quiddy Pay and DeForest Buckner. Uh, you know those sorts of uh, talents that they have. Dial Dangbo is coming on strong now. Who's a mountain of a man? What do you think of the current Colt State? Hey, the talent is there. Cut them loose. Period. <laughs> Let them do their thing. Let them do their thing. Just turn them loose. Let them let them go. Uh, do what got them in the league. So, uh, Quiddy, he's very explosive. I can I see a lot. I see a lot of Dwight in him. Cause that's why I would love like to get to get to get my hands on him yep. to work with him. And uh, it is straight spins and bull rushes. <laughs> and trust me, he he can he can be the next Dwight. Oh, I love to hear that's that. That's saying a lot. He's, 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 he could be the next Dwight. That, that is. is saying a lot about Quiddy Hey, Pay. hey, hey, they're going to take your call here on 56th Street <laughs> when you call 98. They're going to pick up the phone. So if you got anything to spread to Matt Eberflus or Frank Reich, I mean, go go for it, man. We need you. Yeah. Hey, I'm here, I'm here when they need me. <laughs> I love it. Uh, he is Indy. Indy is he. I like that. I mean, that's what uh, that's what we hear from Robert Mathis. Can't wait to see you at the Hall of or the Ring of Honor rather induction. Boy, I hey said, man, speak I, it, man. You can speak I, it. I said that, Hall of that, Fame, that, didn't hey, I? Hey, can that, we get that, there? That will be coming can down the road. Can we get there? Yes, that sir. That will be coming down the road. <laughs> you said what you said. That's right. I will, and I'll continue. At first, it's the Ring of Honor. Next, it's the the Pro Football Hall of Fame in Canton, Ohio, because defensive coordinators, you, my friend, you kept them up at night for well. Well over a decade. So, yes, uh, Ring of Honor for starters, and then we're going to see you and Dwight Freeney in Canton one day, too. I sure appreciate uh, the time that you gave us and the in-depth talk about your career, what it meant to you. And, man, I can't wait to see you on that podium come halftime of the Tampa Bay Bucks game. Oh, man, I can't wait myself. Awesome. Thanks for the time. Robert Mathis right there, newest member of the Colts Ring of Honor. And like I said, I'll say it again and put my stamp on it. Enjoy him in Canton, Ohio in a few years because it's coming. Sure appreciate the time, Robert. This is the Colts official podcast brought to you by our friends at WinBet. For Bill Brooks, I'm Jeffrey Gorman and Robert Mathis. Thank you again so much, sir. We'll talk to you soon. All right.